What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Shop all things Jerry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Well, Baxter Blue Glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter out 90% of the highest energy of blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. This past year, we've all been glued to our devices way more than ever. I know that I wake up in and get on my phone just to go to my laptop, just to get back on my phone. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Well, Baxter Blue is a force for good. They provide a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This eyewear is built for the digital age, and Baxter Blue has given our listeners 10% off of their next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kid classes. Just click the link in our show's bio for the exclusive discount. This is a sign that you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses know that you'll love Baxter's and we know that you'll feel the difference. This is Cherry's World. Hi, this is my book. Cucumbers are delicious. My mom tried to hide me from the public, but it didn't last. I have big dreams, you know. Make sure that you can find it at www.therealcherry.com. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. I am Cherry Johnson, and that is Courtney Blackman. (laughs) Today, we've got Kanai Russi in the house, and she is here to talk to us about our community and mental health. Yes. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Can you tell I'm smiling? (laughs) Absolutely. Beautiful smile. Thank you. Likewise. You're welcome. So can I, can you tell us your expertise when it comes to mental health? Like where does it stem from? 
Well, I don't think it's expertise. I definitely deal with mental, you know, the mental health thing. Um, I was diagnosed with depression and that stemmed from early in my childhood. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer, retinoblastoma. So I ended up losing my eye to cancer. So you can imagine I was a baby at the time. So when I started actual school, being different back in the 90s, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like so much in your face as everything is now. So I got teased a lot. I got bullied a lot and made f fun of a whole lot because when you look at me, my flaw is visible to the naked eye. I was told that I was an alien, you know, I was weird, ugly. So that took a toll on me. Um, I come from a family of not really love, but survival skills, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, she raised us, wonderful lady, love her to death. Um, I was very, very close to her. And she ended up raising her children, and then she raised two of her children's kids, and I'm a product of one. And she was a single mother, so she had to do what she had to do. It wasn't much room for love and to show love. So when I was going through all the bullying at school, you know, you would think you can come home and you can take that mask off or you can take, you know, just that, that weight off your shoulders and unleash. I couldn't do that. I didn't have anybody to talk to at home. So I kept, I kept adding on burdens and that heaviness on me. And it eventually took a toll on me in my adult years. Um, when I was 13, I got involved with a guy. And you look at, I, I look at it, he, we had no business being together. I don't know if we can cuss on this podcast or not, but we, girl, we had no business being together. He was a lot older than I was, but- That was gonna be my question. I'm sorry, you were, you were 13. How old was he? What's a lot older? I would say he was probably about 16 and a half, maybe 17. Okay. So, um, because I did not have a self-esteem, and when I tell you I didn't, it was non-existent. It was non-existent. Because you would think from primary school to middle school, I was told you're ugly. So I believed that. I didn't, I didn't oh. like the person that I saw in the mirror. I would look in the mirror and I saw a freak show. I hated that person. And so he kind of preyed on that a little bit, I guess you can say. He always said that I was a diamond in a rough. And I thought that was a compliment, but that was a piece of, sh that wasn't, no, that wasn't a compliment at all. He liked that my self-esteem was low because he used that as power over me. And that quickly turned into an abusive relationship. My virginity wasn't given. It was taken from me by him. And so I would get abused almost every single day. And I was with him for two years. And so I got so good at it of covering up the bruises to where it was like an everyday thing to me. Okay, wait a minute. I'm sorry, I have to stop you. You no, go ahead. 13 years old, so 13, 14, 15. Mm -hmm. Your grandma didn't know you was with some boy for two years. She did. 
She did, but she thought it was just my friend. She didn't know it was like a boyfriend and she was at work all the time. She worked nonstop from, she would go in, I think her schedule back then was like, like three and she got off at seven in the morning. So she was gone. I knew her schedule. So I knew to work around that. And we wasn't close. We wasn't a close knit family. I have a sister, but her and I were not close. I love her, but we're not close. We don't talk. I was more close to my first cousin and her and I were more like sisters than my actual sister, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just sitting over here. My grandma had a spatula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got hit with anything you can pick up. Yeah. And the, the boys were scared of a spatula. So yeah. We yeah. were coming to Miss Nietzsche house when the Miss yeah. Nietzsche young because she didn't know. He came over once she went to work. Okay. Yeah. And so he would stay the night and he would leave before it was time for her to get off the next morning. So, like I said, during those hours or during that time, I don't want to make excuses for him, but he was only abusive when he was drunk. Sober, he was sweet as pie. And I know that sounds crazy as hell. Like, an abuser is an abuser. Absolutely. And it also yeah. goes back to him being 16. Yeah. Courtney, you're a father. You have sons. Could your son be gone drunk all night and you not know? Uh, as a dad, I want to say no. Yeah. But as a, I was 16 and I snuck out and yeah. it was kind of easy. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? And so, no, I don't know what you mean because Ms. Lynn wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> and and my, my mom was strict, but, you know, it's, I mean. You find ways. Kids, if, if you want to do something, kids are going to find a way to do it. And I got caught, but. You yeah. Know, but you yeah. Did it again, you he know. He got out so. the house. I couldn't even go to the bathroom. <laughs> you oh, you were straight straight. <laughs> you were straight straight. You go to the bathroom, my mom be like, what you doing? I'm yeah. Yeah. So I had got really good at hiding the bruises. I would put makeup on them and I would just go to school like it was nothing. But how I would react at school was me screaming out for help to get out of that situation. And sometimes I hate, no, not even sometimes, I really do hate when people say, oh, you're in an abusive relationship. It's so easy to get out. It's not. Because when you're in it, you don't know that you're in it. Do that make sense? Yeah, some people don't see it. Yeah, and I didn't see it. I thought that that was what love really was. He was my first. So I was introduced with abuse as a kid. Like, my dad used to beat us. Not like beat, but you know, that's, that's what I thought it was. If a man hits you or if a man strike you, that was him some way somehow showing that he cared or he loved you so and then both of my parents they weren't really there they were in the streets and on drugs that's how my grandmother ended up raising my sister and i so it was kind of like daddy issues i guess you can say for me i was looking for comfort for love that i should have gotten from my own dad 
but I didn't get that. So I think the breaking point for me with him in that relationship was one particular night I was going to stay with my best friend or a person that I thought was my best friend. That's another story. But I was going to meet her and he ended up coming to my bedroom window and he was drunk. He was very intoxicated and he asked me to come outside and I came outside and he asked me where I had been all that day with my friend. And when I told him that, he struck me across the face with his hand and we was on the back of my grandmother's porch and it's concrete. I fell down and I remember this like yesterday, he grabbed my hair and he started beating my head in the concrete. He busted my head open. He drugged me from the porch to the street. I'm yelling. And he picked me up by my throat. I managed to claw away. And I remember going to the neighbor's house and they were sitting on the porch. I'm, be I'm beating on the door, begging them to help me, let me in. They got up off their porch, locked the screen door, and sat back down as if they were watching the show. The guy, or the boy that I was with at the time, he came and got me from their porch, drug me back in the street, beat my head in the street, stomped me, picked me up by my hair, grabbed me by the neck, and he choked me until I literally thought I was going to die that night. No lie, no joke. He finally threw me down. And I remember just laying in the street like, okay, this is it. I'm about to, I'm about to die. I couldn't breathe. I was grasping for air. When I finally got enough courage to get up out of the street, I ran in the house. And you would think your first instinct is to tell somebody what happened. No. I ran in the house. I got my bag and I called my friend and I said, can you meet me? Now, mind you, I had, I was used to getting beat by him. So I'm thinking this is a normal thing. I can put makeup on it and just go. So I look in the mirror. All of this was completely swollen, head busted, bruises everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit. How can I cover this up? How can I cover this up? You don't. I couldn't. I left anyway to go and stay with my friend. I did not want to wake my grandmother up because I knew she was tired and she had to get up for work the next morning. So I left. I meet her. And upon meeting her, she walked up to me and she said, can I? What, what's what's I'm like, what you talking about? Trying to play like, you know. I said, what you talking about? She said, look at your face. And I said, what are you talking about? She grabbed me by my hand. We went to her house. We went in the bathroom. And she said, look at your face. She said, did he do this to you? And at first I made excuses for him. I said, no, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Then I said, you know what? It's not his fault. I pushed him to it. I shouldn't have, you know, went out with you that all that day. I should have called him. Blah, 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 blah. And her dad was the one that ended up walking in in the bathroom where we were. 
And in that moment, he was my dad. He grabbed me, he hugged me, and he told me, you too beautiful for this. You deserve so much better. I was so ashamed in that moment. It was kind of like, that was my breather. That was me being able to shed that weight that I've been carrying when he said that. I was ashamed in front of him because I was hiding it. And I feel like everybody knew it, but me. So a lot of people was at her house and then that was kind of like a meetup spot, her and I remember her sitting on the porch and she running out and she was tell she went and told my cousin. And he came up and he looked at me. All of a sudden, you hear tires screeching, everything. The guy, my boyfriend at that time, he was coming up the street on his bike. He didn't know. For all he knew, I was still in the street, dead. Didn't know. And I remember it was so many guys jumped him Thank that God. night. Thank oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that's what he needed. Yeah. It was like 30, 40 people on one guy. But yeah. not only is that what he needed, that's what you needed. Yeah. Yeah. But I ended up saving him that night because he could have died. I remember jumping on top of him as they, my cousin had his bicycle up in the air, was about to beat him with the bike. And I remember on top of him screaming, no, please don't. And in that moment, everybody stopped. Have you seen that episode of Martin where <laughs> he was that boxing episode where he was knotted up? Yeah. That's how his face looked. Okay. I felt guilty. No. No, that has nothing to do with you. You don't need to feel guilty for that. Is that when you, when did you decide that you needed to get help for yourself? And has he ever apologized to you? He did apologize. Probably about maybe four or five years later because he denied it. He said that I beat myself with a sack of oranges. So everybody believed that. That I whooped my own ass with a sack of oranges. So I got teased with that at school too. Everybody was calling me crazy canai or because he was very well liked by a lot of people in my hometown. So what I realized uh -huh. later on was if you're popular with somebody or if you're very well liked and people respect that person, and here I am, a very introverted, shy, weird girl making this claim on this guy that everybody likes, they're not gonna believe me. They're gonna naturally take his side. And that's what happened. Most abusers are charming. Most yeah. narcissists and abusers. Yeah. I'm sorry, you saw my little one. Yeah. Most abusers. I locked mine out. <laughs> I tried to lock mine out too. <laughs> so, um, they are, and I know that because I was in a relationship with the man that hit me. And when I went to tell my, oh, he only hit me once, girl. It didn't, oh. it didn't happen on my end more than once. I should have had the common sense like you did, but I didn't. I like my face. And he, yeah. it, 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 I can't even say that he beat me up. It was a fight. He walked away worse than I did. Oh, good for I, you. I picked up a lamp. <gasps> I picked up keys. I picked up a knife. I got every, everything I could to get him away from me. But when I told my good friend, yeah, the first thing she said to me is, oh, he wouldn't do that. 
And yeah. I was like, wow, it definitely changed my friendship. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you seem like you're taking your voice a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And now that's how I was able to understand why a lot of people don't come out and talk about it. You're not going to be believed, especially if they're popular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he ended up apologizing maybe four or five years later. And I ended up seeing him, which was so strange, at a store. And he walked up to me and he apologized to me. But I was over it. I had got, I had given myself my own closure at that point. So it was like, I really didn't care to have it, but it was nice to have it. And I asked him, I said, well, did you ever tell your family the truth? Because your family was bullying me as well. And he said, yeah, I did, but I couldn't tell my mom the truth. So needless to say, right here, right now, he's in prison because he beat up his other girlfriend. Because yeah. they always do it more than once. It's not. Yeah. 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 But that wasn't my first abusive relationship. <laughs> you would think. I would learn, right? But my kid's dad was very abusive to me. Not not so much physical, but it was mental and emotional. So it took a toll on me. And just last year, I think it was Taraji P who came out with that mental health yes. thing online. Yes. When COVID hit, I ended up seeing that. And I kept seeing it for some reason. Every every time I logged in somewhere, boom, there it was. I was like, okay, is this a sign that I need to heal and, you know, get some type of help? I ended up reaching out to that foundation, and they set me up with a therapist. And the most amazing thing of my life, I am grateful to her, and I am grateful to that foundation because all I needed was an ear to let it out and somebody genuinely that really cared just to listen. And that's when they told me I, I have severe depression, traumatic depression. And it's from the trauma that I experienced in my, my childhood all the way up until I'm 33 now. My last abusive relationship, I was 32. Wow. 32. But- the strength. I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being honest. Oh, thank because you. A lot of people, they might come out and say, hey, I have depression, but they don't tackle the root and they won't yeah. talk about, they won't talk about it. And because yeah. we don't talk about it, we can't heal within ourselves and we can't heal the community. Right. And I wanted to heal so bad. I was tired of being broken. It's a lot carrying that. Everybody's broken in a different way. I know. You ain't broken no more, and you fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are absolutely positively beautiful. Oh, thank you. I'm hoping that I'm not one of those damaged goods that can't find love. I'm looking, but I'm not looking. I'm enjoying, and I'm getting to know me, and I'm a person. And, I, and I when I'm looking... When I look in the mirror now, I love what I see looking back. That's the beginning of it. I always tell women, don't look. Dogs chase cats. Cats don't chase dogs. It's not here, and that's why it doesn't work. I like that analogy. That's very good. If a man wants you, he's going to come get you. Yeah. Okay. I like that. 
Courtney, right. I ain't no man, but Courtney. That's a hundred percent true. If a man wants you, he will come get you. Yeah, and, I believe uh, that. I'm grateful for the experiences that I went through because now I'm able to, you know, let my kids know what not to look for, especially my daughter. She's 11. So I'm able to instill in her confidence. And I tell her every single day that she's beautiful. I never got told that, ever, ever. So I'm correcting what I didn't get and what I didn't get and what I crave so much from just family or whomever, I make sure to give that to my kids. Like my daughter, I tell her she's beautiful. My boys, I tell them they're handsome and their father's not present in their lives, which is okay. It's okay. I feel like now I'm strong enough for the both of us, although you know, the standard of a woman can't raise boys. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I, I do. I give myself a pat on the back. You know what? I always say that God gives us all one, yeah. one good one. Yeah. One is not present. It's better that they're not present than being present and it hurts them forever. Yes. Yes. Because just because you're present doesn't mean that that's a good thing. Yes. Yes. Because their dad, well, my middle son's dad, we've, I, may he rest in peace. He died two years ago in a motorcycle accident. But I always say he was my true love. We were, we were great. We were really great. And then he ended up doing something stupid and he had to go to prison for it. So when he got out of prison, he wasn't the same. And we argued and fought. We fought like cats and dogs afterwards. And we fought until the day that he died. And I will forever carry that guilt on me because he's not here, you know, to fix it. But as horrible as he was, the last two, three years of his life, I truly believe that was my soulmate. But I regret the arguing and the bickering in front of my kids because they saw that. Mm -hmm. And just because somebody is the love of your life or just because you're in love with somebody does not mean you have to stay with them, especially if you have kids, because you do more damage than good staying with that and instilling it in your kids. Sometimes it's better to just walk away. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's a beautiful word. Just walk away. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, sweetie. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. It takes a lot of strength to be able to share your story and to be transparent. Absolutely. Thank you. We I really hate that, man. I just really hate, I really hate to hear them kind of stories from men. I just really hate that. I know, Courtney, you want to go find him now, don't you? <laughs> I already know you. No, I, no, I mean, I'm too old for that kind of stuff now. But I just, it's just like, no, that wasn't even an option for me when I was a kid. Yeah. It just wasn't even an option. Yeah. Like, I was, my grandfather, God bless him, he told me, you know, I always walk away from an yeah. encounter, encounters with women. He always just walk away. Yeah. And, 
And he said, ain't nobody worth you losing your freedom over. And that just stuck with me, man. So I just, that wasn't even an option. Like as I became, as I became a, 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 an adult, a man, a a teenage boy to now as a, as a, as a little boy. Yeah. I fought everybody, you know, but (laughs) when I became an adult, you know, just like that, that just wasn't even an option, man. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's Yeah, I think when you have good men in your life, you don't, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to look back, was they raised on love or was they raised on survival skills? Because that's a big difference. Big difference. If they was raised on love, then I don't think none of that will happen. But if it's survival skills, then yeah, it will. It's true. Yeah. That's definitely true. Thank yeah. you for being here, Mama. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Ah, see? <laughs> God bless you and stay in touch with me, okay? I will. I we will. We want to know how this goes. Yes, yes. Okay. I will. I promise. And if a man come around, let me accordingly screen his ass. I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Thank you, love. Bye. Bye. Take care. This is Cherry's World. Head over to Grits Tees. That's G-R-I-T-T-E-E-Z.com. They've got something for everybody. Athletics, humor, spiritual, and the woke communities. Come express yourself through apparel that communicates passion and perseverance. Use the checkout code CHERRY and you'll get 10% off of everything right now. Okay, so when we left off, you had told us about the boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. We had talked about a little bit about your daughter, but I don't think we really got into your daughter's stories and about the cycle. You know... I didn't touch on that because she is still young and I take her innocence very seriously. But um, when you're dealing with generational curses, sometimes it can trickle down onto, you know, someone else when they're trying to attack you. When they can't get to you, they get to the next best thing of somebody that you love. And that's, those are my kids. I love them. I protect them. That's the mama bear in me. And um, she's just dealing with some things in the family where people kind of put her down. So I made the choice to not surround myself and my children around certain type of family members. It doesn't mean I don't love them, but you can love somebody from a distance and still wish them well, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I just did a blog the other day about how it's important to uh, keep tabs on our kids' environments and not have them around people who are necessarily emotionally abusive. You know, for some reason, Black families, emotional abuse has been accepted. We don't seek therapy. Yes. And we're told, oh, that's your family. And they love you and you're just supposed to accept it. But what we teach our children when they accept it is that their feelings doesn't matter. Their feelings come last and you're supposed to love somebody unconditionally regardless of how you're treated. And because we're taught that as children is one of the reasons why a lot of us end up in relationships that are toxic. 
Oh, girl, yes. Or we're told to pray it off. Mm. You know. Yes, because therapy is So I made the choice, yeah, that therapy isn't for our people. Mm -hmm. And it really is. And I didn't get therapy for all of my treatment until I was grown. But my mentality was still the age where I was violated, if that makes sense. I was like 20-something years old, but I still had a 13-year-old mentality. And a lot of people couldn't understand that. And it was because my innocence was taken from me at that age. And when I tried to talk about it, it was hush hush under the rug because you don't want to embarrass the family or, you know, that's a negative look on the person that was raising me. When I tell you I went through hell, I went through hell. I found out probably last year, maybe a year and a half ago, that I have bipolar two disorder. And when I heard that from an actual licensed professional, I cried because I thought immediately, oh, I'm I'm crazy. I'm you know, I'm all those things that people said I was. And when I started crying and my therapist, she asked me, she said, why are you crying? And I said, because you just confirmed what everybody's been saying about me. I'm crazy. And she said, no, no, that's not what I said. She said, you've been dealing with traumatic issues all your life and you've had to deal with them on your own. And it may not have been the best way, you know, the way that somebody else wanted you to deal with it, but you had to deal with it in a way that you knew how. And with me having that mentality of a of a child, but I'm grown, I acted as a child and not as a grown-up. If that if if I'm explaining well, that right without from my, from my understanding, what you have, and I'm not a therapist, I'm not licensed, but from what you have is trauma-induced, right? So you weren't born with it, but in your head, mm-hmm. time kind of froze and you were trying to hold right. on to your innocence because it's a way for your mind to put it in the back burner and not think about it all the time. Is that correct? And I was, that's, that's 100% true. And I finally had to let that 13 year old girl go. And when I tell you, and I'm not going to cry, I promise I'm not going to cry. It's okay. We'll cry together. If you need to cry, go ahead and let it out. It was hard for me to let her go because I needed her Mm -hmm. and I felt bad for my 13 year old self because I felt like I put her through a lot and she had been through a lot that she didn't ask for, but I didn't treat her right. I didn't protect her. So when I was getting, when I was in therapy and I was getting the treatment, I was healing her. And I didn't know that I was healing her so I could let her go. So I can finally have the 33-year-old mentality because I'm 33. And when I finally had to let her go, it was hard. It was really hard, but it was it was so freeing at the same time. Because now that I know what's wrong with me, I know how to get in control of it. And I know how to 
respond to things. Absolutely. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, you can't heal and, the issue until you know the root of the issue. Yeah. 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 And ah, when I, I, I will tell you this, when I was raped, the guy that raped me, he stuck a clothes hanger, a wire clothes hanger inside of me. And I'm sorry. No, take your time. That's how my virginity was taken. It wasn't beautiful. He stuck a wire clothes hanger inside of me and he covered my mouth. And he told me that if I ever told anybody anything, he would deny it and let everybody know that I was crazy. And did he stick the clothes hanger in you after he penetrated you? I'm asking because that's a way they used to do abortions. So he tried to mess up your insides that to is. make sure that you wouldn't get pregnant. He did. He did. He did. I'm sorry. I, and I'm so graphic, but. No, you're fine. I told you nothing is off limits. You ask what you want. Because this is my way of completely releasing. So if I can help somebody or if I can inspire somebody, that's what I want to do. I don't want anything that I went through traumatic to be in vain or for nothing, if, if that makes sense. I'm not a victim. I don't want to be a victim because I feel like everything that I went through it was for a reason and it made me stronger. That wasn't the first time that that happened. When that happened, I did try to tell somebody and no one would listen. So imagine being 13 and you had your virginity taken and also you had something traumatic like that happened to you and you can't talk to anybody about it. So I became angry and my defense mechanism was anger. It was. I was a horrible person towards people, but I felt like people didn't deserve the best part of me because they took my voice along with him. They didn't care enough about me to listen. And that's all I needed was someone to listen and someone to help. So my actions were screaming for help, but I couldn't say the words help. And we had broken up and I ended up getting with somebody else. He wasn't no better. <laughs> and he was abusive in a different way. He was abusive emotionally and mentally. And that was my first time experiencing that abuse. Um, it wasn't my first time seeing it, but it was my first time experiencing it. Well, in because a relationship, because you had mentioned that your family was also very mentally and emotionally abusive. Yeah. To you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first time experiencing in like a relationship, male, female. And so he kind of manipulated me. And I don't want to put the blame all on him because by the time I met him, I was 
of age to know better, but I was still wounded. I was still broken. I was still not healed. So I'm searching for love in all these men, which I should have got it from family. But what I didn't get from family, that's what I was looking for in a man. And so when I got with him, I ended up getting pregnant with my first son. And I never forget when I told him I was pregnant, he completely cut me off. I'm 17 and I'm pregnant with my first child. Mind you, I was always told I couldn't have kids because of the cancer that I had. And yeah, I had retinoblastoma. I was born with retinoblastoma. I lost this eye. And um, <laughs> I see your face. Courtney. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm bad. It's I'm okay. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. No, I, I, I didn't know I was that you always, lost your eye. I didn't know that. Sorry. No, you're fine. It's a prosthesis. And um, by the time they caught it, it was stage four cancer. And I'm not even supposed to be here because they told me, well, my family, even with surgery, I had a 4% chance of survival. But the Lord saw fit for me to still be here. So I'm here. You are. So sick. I'm grateful I'm grateful for surgery. It took me a long time to accept this and myself. And I think the last time I told you, you guys, when I saw myself in the mirror, I didn't see a pretty person. I saw a freak. I saw a monster. I saw somebody that wasn't nowhere near the word cute, pretty, or beautiful because I was teased about this my whole life. So I don't like looking people in the eye because I don't want to make them uncomfortable and then I don't want to make myself uncomfortable by seeing their reaction of, okay, where do I look? If that makes sense. And you are absolutely positively beautiful. Yeah, and, and, maybe, and maybe it's just me. I didn't even, I didn't, I don't, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice. Well, oh. thank you. I got a good, I got a good doctor that makes, very good prosthesis for me because he knows how insecure I am. So he tried to make it look as realistic as possible. So I love him and I'm very grateful for him. But thank you for that. But what I was saying was, um, so when I got pregnant, he completely ghosted me and I ended up going back to the same guy I know, you can judge me, no. that raped me. No judgment. I ended up going back to the same guy that raped me. When he found out that I was pregnant, he then stuck two wire hangers inside of me trying to kill mm -hmm. my child. After that didn't work, he beat me, meaning he punched me, he choked me, he stomped on my stomach, he stomped on my head, and everything. I laid there on the floor and my only instinct was to protect my stomach as much as possible. So I rolled onto my belly, head down, and I remember him grabbing my hair and he was trying to twist my neck around almost as if he was trying to- Break your neck. Yes, yes, yes. And the only thing that stopped him, I ended up grabbing something. I don't know what it was. We were in the living room 
And it, I ended up grabbing something that I ended up hitting him with it. And I managed to break free. And we was at his house. And I ended up running home. Later that night, I started to bleed. And I called a friend of mine, my best friend. And she took me to the hospital because I just knew I was losing my baby. And I go to the hospital. They're trying to check me out because I got blood everywhere. They're asking me what happened. And the only thing I say was, I just want to make sure my baby is alive. I just want to make sure my baby is okay. So they did me an ultrasound. He had the strongest heartbeat. The strongest heartbeat ever. And I, I couldn't believe it. After what I had just went through, this baby had the strongest heartbeat. And that's how I knew I couldn't go back to him no more. I almost lost not just my life, but his life as well. And I couldn't go back to him. When my family caught wind of it, they didn't talk to me. They blamed me. I was to blame for getting pregnant at 17. I was the embarrassment. I was kept in the house. I couldn't really go out because people would see a growing belly. Then it'll fall on my grandmother and it'll make her look bad. So I stayed in the house up until I had my baby. And it made me feel yet again, unwanted, unloved. But when I delivered my firstborn son, I looked at him and I didn't know why he chose me to be his mom because this girl was messed up and she had so many problems, but I knew God knew I needed him. He saved me and I was able to move out of my grandmother's house and move in my own apartment. And I started becoming a better person, but not healing that, that broken part, but I became a better person for him. I was able to give him what I couldn't, and that was love. I told him every day I loved him. I showed him all the time I loved him. I hugged him, and I still do to this day, and he's 14 and a half. But I always make sure that I show all of my kids that I love them because whatever happens to me, I don't ever want them to have a moment of weakness of where they sit up and say or wonder if their mom really did love them. And I remember reaching out to you not too long ago because I didn't want to be here no more. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did, can we talk about it? We can. We can. I love that, that you say your baby gave you a purpose. Um, you reached out to me and I was completely taken back because through our conversations, I love you. And you've become my friend and I need to hear from you. And I, I, I read the message and you meant it and it scared me because I am not a professional 
And most of the time, if something's serious, I am not the one that nobody need to call or reach out to first. I did mean it. And I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to scare you. I wanted to thank you because you gave me what nobody else wouldn't. You gave me a voice or you gave me my voice back. And I don't know you from Adam. And the fact that you took time out, your schedule, your life, your day to give this girl her voice back and just listen, that meant the world to me. I've been dealing with a lot and I was at, I was beyond my breaking point when I reached out to you. I had it all planned out of what I was gonna do, all planned out. And I said, I cannot leave here without thanking this person for giving me my voice back. Cause I felt like I had did what I needed to do. And no. I had the pills there. No. I had the notes, I had everything lined up. And your response to me was kind of like, no. And it's so crazy because when you responded and I read it, my kids walked in the door and asked, do you need a hug? Yes. <laughs> yes, she does. And so do I. <laughs> they were like, do you need a hug? And I said, they're right on time. And I did. And they came and they embraced me. And I read your message over and over and over. And I said, either she an angel from the Lord, which you are. I said, or she really genuinely do care. And sometimes that's all somebody need. It's just to feel like they matter. I never felt like I mattered. I didn't, I felt like if I died today, no one would miss me. That's no not, one. That's not true. And please don't, don't mislead these people. My oh, no. response back to her was not like this beautifully well-written message. No, she anything. got in my ass, y'all. She got <laughs> no. she got in my ass in a loving way. It was not, it was not no rose petals, pretty rainbows. No, she she gave me exactly what I needed. She woke me up from it, and that's what I needed. It was tough love. And I'm sorry it was tough. I just don't know no. how to be any other way. I didn't no. know how to give you those rose petals. No, <laughs> no don't apologize because you gave me exactly what I needed. I needed that. I did. And again, and I I'm sorry. So I did not try to scare you. No, I felt so guilty because I was like, God, no. I am not the one she should have called. No. I, I just have moments of depression. And when I hit depression, it's hard. I hit it and I go in a very, very, very dark place. And sometimes it's hard for me to overcome it. And sometimes it takes over me. And that's what scares me when I get in that dark place because I can't do it by myself. And when I get in that space, I do need help. 
I do need that tough love that you gave me. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't know how to give it to you nice and smooth. I just don't, it's just not in me. No, you gave it to me how I needed to, how I needed to be given. And I, I'm 100% grateful for you. And I'm grateful for that. And don't ever apologize for that. Well, I'm, I'm so thankful that you're here today. I need you here next year. I need you here the yes. year after. I need you here as long as I'm here. I truly love you. I love you. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm not giving up. You're doing. I know he, yes. And I know he's not done with me yet. So I'm going to keep fighting for as long as I can. We done made Courtney so uncomfortable. Courtney. Oh, no, no, you didn't. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Courtney. <laughs> no, no, I was just listening. You know, sometimes it's just good to listen. I, I tell you yes. what, you helped me, though, because I was telling Cherry earlier that, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I felt like I might have been being a little bit too strict with my daughter because she wants to go out and do things. And I was like, no, she can't go. She can't. She can't unless yeah. I'm there and all that. So, you know, I mean, you helped confirm that I was doing the right thing, listening to you. Oh, well, I'm glad that I helped you in some way. It's good to be strict. Just don't, you know, put her in a bubble. Then she get wild. <laughs> right. That's a, that's even more scary. But I've always been a wild child at heart. I think that's just the spirit that I have. How many babies do you have? And what are their ages? Can I ask? Yeah, you can ask. I have three. And they're 12, 13, and 14 and a half. They need their mommy more than anything. And literally, I am 45 years old. My mom is I am. <laughs> but my mom is in the room with you my baby it. right now. And I still need my mommy. Yeah. I need moms too. But that's a bond that I don't have. Sometimes you don't get the one that you're born with. But yeah. God will bring you somebody in your life right when you need them. Yeah. Yep. I believe that. I believe that. So and it's not too late. You might still get your mommy. Yeah, we talk. I love her. I just wish we were closer because we're so much alike. So I felt like, or I still feel like everything about me is her. She could help me in some way, but it's kind of not there. Like I need my older sister, but we're not close. Wow. That's family. It happened. But yeah. the best but I, thing about family is sometimes the best family are the ones that you choose, not the ones that you're born to. Born with, yeah. And I have my babies and I love them to death. And I feel guilty sometimes because I know that I need them more than they need me. Uh, can, I, can I lighten the mood up a little bit? Yeah. What kind of car yeah. that is you? What kind of car that is you riding in? It's got the panoramic sunroof and everything. <laughs> it's my brand new 2021 Ford Edge. It's my mom car. Hey, <laughs> that's a nice mom car too. Thank you. I had to upgrade. My kids were getting bigger and getting taller. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, we gotta upgrade. <laughs> I look nice. I love the, double, the double sunroof doesn't look nice. I know that was my favorite part. 
is awesome. But yeah, look, so you, let me you give them well, some scenery. You huh? got a brand new car. I know. I know. And I just, I'm finna build a brand new house. So it's working out. Yes, her life is good. She just yes, has to be reminded uh, every once in a while. Life yes. is good. Yes, yes. Right now it's good. It's good. When I'm on a high, I'm on a high. But then when I'm on a low, it's bad. But so I'll take the remember. good any day. I was gonna say, you just gotta remember when those, we all have low days. Today was one of mine. Let me be honest to you. I ain't got no makeup on. But you look beautiful. You don't need it. I'm only dressed from the top. I didn't take my pajama bottoms off. Yes, body, yes. <laughs> I got a bodysuit that ain't on. You know what I'm saying? I told you don't Courtney, need it. <laughs> I told Courtney today, I said, hey, I'm the black girl that didn't want to come to work today. I'm just going to be honest. I ain't feeling it. You say I got a mom baseball cap on. I'm in the car. It's just all bad, right? No, it's all great. It's all good. You have a natural beauty. You're beautiful. Thank you. And so are you. And that's what I want you to know. You're not the only one. We all have bad days. Yes, yeah. yours might be a little bit more intense. Yeah. But it's just all in the way we choose to handle them. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm working on. I got to get strong enough to handle my bad days and I'm working I'm working on that no not you gotta get strong enough you are strong enough I couldn't no. have went through half of the stuff that you went through without killing people <laughs> I'm telling you <laughs> I, it wouldn't have been me it would have been everybody else though they have, I'd have took them out no you yes. you could have went through it no 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 yeah. look I'm yeah. cheersing to my to my water. Ain't nothing in there but water. But no, no, I couldn't have. <laughs> Mountain Dew, right? Yes. Cheers. Listen, you way stronger than you think you are. I get that a lot, but I don't see it. You sitting in the new car, you don't see it? No. You got that beautiful smile, you don't see it? No. I don't can- see beautiful. I just see a tainted, jaded person. I'm telling you, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I think you're beautiful. Thank you. And he don't just be. I don't take compliments. It's hard for me to take compliments. Oh, I know. I don't, I don't. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, honey. I understand. Me too. You need no. to. Yeah, he be acting funny. Well, I be telling, he he do. I be like, oh, Courtney, you look cute today. He be like, nah, man, nah, man. Why you don't like compliments, Courtney? Uh, you know what? Maybe I need to talk to a therapist because I I never thought that men are supposed to get that kind of stuff. You know, I don't I don't I don't I, I don't really do emotions, and I don't really do um, all that. I, I give it. Yeah. I I believe I'm I'm supposed to provide that. And give it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do well accepting that kind of stuff. I don't know. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Makes me uncomfortable. Man, shit, <laughs> yeah. compliments. You need to know when you cute. And you know what? One time my wife tried to say, I'm going to send you, because I always send her flowers to 
her office. Aww. So she was like, I'm going to send you flowers to your job. I was like, you better not ever don't send me. I was like, how am I supposed <laughs> to walk out? Highly uncomfortable. A man walking out of the job with some flowers, like, what the, don't you, don't ever do That's beautiful. No, yes, I, it is. I just. That's what if she sent you like an edible arrangement or something? Is that okay? That's food. Don't send me nothing. Cookies? Nah. Really? Let me take it to, let me, let me take it to work with me. Like, don't send nothing to, nah, don't do that. See, and that's see, as women, that puts us in a weird place because then we don't know, like, yeah, don't do that, right? What to do, yeah, don't, don't, don't don't take, don't, don't make a bitch out of me. That's what I'm saying. Don't do what if she just sent you a pizza? What if she said, yeah, it's not what it means at all, it means that you're appreciated. She loves you, she loves you. Now, I got a partner. I got a partner that's mad at his wife because she. Don't send him flowers to work. And we all looking at him like, bro, come on. <laughs> Please. Like, See? No, that just means that you're loving her correctly. And she wants you to know that. Yeah. I'm more, that- of a, I'm more of a giver. I'm not really a receiver. I don't know how to fix it. A lot of guys are. I don't do that. But every, every guy that's a giver should also be able to receive their flowers too. I, I haven't met too many of them. I, I always meet the takers. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. I ain't met no goodens, period. So <laughs> okay, yet, yet. We yet. we gonna manifest it. We gonna manifest it, girl. We gonna pray on it. We gonna stage it on out there. Yes. One is going to find you. I'm going to claim it for you, okay? We're going to manifest this together. Okay. One is okay. going to find you next year, not this year. Mm-hmm. We're still going to work okay. a little bit. Next year, one is going to find you. Okay. And he's right. going to make you realize why it never worked with any others. Okay, I and, received that. And when he finds you, he's, he's going to work for you. Ah. You're not going to have to give in easy. He's going to make you see that he is the one. Every time you ask God, he's going to answer you. Yes. I love that. And And I'm going to continue to work on me so I can be my best self to receive such a man. Exactly. And when when he finds you, you got to do the promise. Okay. You got to tell him y'all have a date. There's somewhere you got to be. You better call me okay. and Courtney back and let us see this man. Right, yeah. right. Because you got a brother and a sister over there that will drive to Arkansas. <laughs> Are we ain't playing. No, we ain't. Okay. We ain't that far. Right. My daddy's actually in Arkansas. My daddy will beat me there. I got, oh, no. I got- I got I got cousins in Arkansas too. I got some cousins in Arkansas. I got some uh, cousins in, in um, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, wow! Yeah. Wow! My daddy's from Fordyce. Oh, that's not that's not I, far. I got some cousins in Pine Bluff. Oh, that's real about that life. Okay, so, so what I'm saying is, okay, he baby, okay, I believe you now. <laughs> they own a lot of land. I believe you now. My grandma, my grandpa did. They still got the land and the little swamp behind it. 
Oh. I'm going to leave okay. it at that. Okay. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> Say less. We're going to make sure you okay. We're we going to meet this man. But I yes. bet you look yes. at us with the biggest smile ever and everything in life will make sense. Yes. I'm going to always carry this smile no matter what. That's my prayer for you. Boys need their mama too. Them boys, I mean, both kids need their mama, but the boys definitely need their mama too. Yeah. How, you, how, you, how your son is? He's good. I have two boys and one girl. Oh, okay. My girl is my, yeah, my girl is my baby. Yeah. And she is literally my best friend. But my oldest son, that's my, like, for real, that's, that's my dude. Because we struggled together. We went through it together. My middle son is my ham. He's my attention seeker. He loves women. So be careful. <laughs> we gotta keep he, loves his mama. he loves his mama. And oh. it's nothing like a son's love. I mean, a daughter's love is beautiful. But when you have a son... And you see how that much they love and protect their mama. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I see it all yeah. the time. Yeah. Thank you. And I love my daughter. How old is your daughter, Courtney? Oh my, my daughter no, is Cherry. Okay. Oh my, mine is six. And Courtney, how old is yours? I have I had a, I have the exact same situation as you except for in the opposite. My daughter is eleven, and I have a six-year-old son and an eight-year-old son. And your daughter probably got you wrapped around her finger. Yeah, she got me. She got me. <laughs> she got me. Yeah. Oh, congratulations to your daughter on her book. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I saw that. I did. I said, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Thank you with her two front teeth missing. I love it. I love it. Thank you. She's actually doing really well. She Was sold she over, excited to do it? Over 200 copies is gone. She pushed me. I did not want her to do it. I did not want her on social media, but she got a plan. Her next plan is for Courtney. She got a plan that Courtney's going to get her a YouTube channel. Yeah. She's there he is. I'm behind on the job. She you right. got to hook it up, Courtney. You yeah, got to hook it up. I'm behind. You, she it's, right. You're right. It's my fault because I don't really want her on YouTube, but she got a whole plan. Hey, yeah, we got to do it. Why? Is it because of the crazies out there or is it just you just don't want in that limelight? Both. I really yeah. don't want her to deal with the crazies. Like, it's just... Yeah. First of all, a six-year-old doesn't have to work. Oh. Second of all, a six-year-old should be protected, you know? Yeah. And the yeah. internet is not a nice or safe place for children. But I will say my baby got a whole family and a big village. Yeah. All her uncles look like Courtney. Oh. And she got She's a daddy. never gonna have a boyfriend. Nope, ain't nobody playing with her. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's good. I love that. So do she want to like, what her YouTube channel want to be? Is it like cooking or giving advice or a little bit of everything? It just, it just depends on what day it is. You know, she wants to have a whole, a whole Rhythms World podcast, like Cherry's World podcast. I love that. She wants to do Roblox videos. Um, she wants all of her family to make cameos. I don't know what the challenge. I love that. That's awesome. She's very intelligent. Thank you. She is too smart. They you should be. Me. I am, but they 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 took me to court, and um, we had family court, and that's how she got to put her book out. I lost in court. There it is. You lost fair and square. <laughs> I lost in family court. It's one book and then now it's gonna it gotta be another one. Oh, there's four or five more. Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't gotten them illustrated yet because I had told her she had to sell at least 200. She sold 200. <laughs> we ordered more and now she's working on her, her next batch. But she paid her uncle herself and convinced her uncle to illustrate the book. Wow. And so she already turned in her next book to her uncle. And he's working on it and she's making him payments. It's a That's whole mess. Beautiful. Does it scare you? Like if she told you she wanted to get into TV, would that scare you? Terrified. But you know what it's like. So you can kind of, you know. Terr terrified. Um, <laughs> I don't want, I don't, there was no social media. There was no internet. It wasn't. It was a different, I mean, we still had our weirdos and our creeps and my mama had her 357 with her all the time. But my mama's yeah. no joke, but yeah. it's different. It's it's too accessible. Yeah. I don't, and I don't people know. act like they got to have that access to you because, you know, they're a fan. That is kind of scary. But yeah. you know how to protect her. You know what to do. I sure do. I'm my mother's child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney's just And laughing. I'm enjoying the Punky Brewster reboot. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. I hope we come back for a second season. We're going to manifest that too. You are. It's not hope. You are coming back for a second season. That's right. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And thank yes, you yes. so much. Look, we're losing your light. So I'm going to let you go for oh. the lose your light. Thank you so much for being here. Okay. I love you. Okay. Thank you for having me. I love you guys. Thank and you if, all so much. If there's any reason why I don't answer my inbox fast enough and you really need me, wait till I answer your ass back because I'm going to. <laughs> I know. I know. You never leave me on read. I never will. And likewise, I mean, you know, if you ever need advice or you need somebody to talk to, I'm here to. Deal. Yes. You Thank too, Courtney. You're not oh. off limits. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's right. Yeah. I was going to say, and if you write the podcast DMs, you'll get him. Yes. <laughs> if you can't find me, DM him. Oh, yeah. I got you. I got you. I thank you guys again so much, and I love you guys. Thank, thank you for sharing your story. I know it'll help so many. Unfortunately, your story is one that we don't speak about often, but it is very familiar 
to a lot of yes. our listeners. So I know that a lot of people will be writing in and you're going to help somebody and you're going to help somebody go get the help that they need. And that's, and the that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, my love. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Take love care. You too. Talk Bye. to you soon. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcast and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Welcome to Cherry's World. Head over to Grits Teas. That's G-R-I-T-T-E-Z.com. They've got something for everybody. Athletics, humor, spiritual, and the woke communities. Come express yourself through apparel that communicates passion and perseverance. Use the checkout code CHERRY and you'll get 10% off of everything right now. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.